Austin Matthews leads the Maple Leafs to victory on a historic night where he scores goals 55 and 56 and sits atop of the mountain as the single season goal scoring leader in all of Leafs history. Dave, let's talk about it on today's edition of Locked On Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast. You want to stop shop for all things Leafs? I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, my co-host, Dave Morsuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can also now catch us on video on YouTube, Locked on Leafs. Uh, a little bit later in the show, actually, we're going to tell you how you can win yourself one of these Tim Hortons Austin Matthews collectible hockey sticks. And it's really fitting, really fitting that he does it today. The day we explain how the giveaway is going to go down for all of our listeners, because tonight is the night, Dave, where Austin Matthews broke the record and Boy, was I ever grinning from ear to ear when he did it. But you just knew from, honestly, the moment that the puck dropped tonight, this guy was going to score tonight. He was on a mission, an absolute mission. The way that he was playing, the way that he was taking the puck to the net, he was fire. Anytime the puck was on a stick, he was gripping it and ripping it. Like, the dude had, what, eight shots after the first period. There were 12 minutes into the game. He had 10 freaking shots. It was insane, insane, or sorry, uh, 22 minutes in, like two minutes into the second period. And the guy, like, double-digit shots, ends up with a career high of 12 shots on goal. Uh, but number 55, coming on the power play from Mark Giordano, uh, a beautiful one that just kind of goes in under the bar, on one knee, nice little celly, and then just, mwah, chef's kiss, scores the overtime-winning goal with a beautiful power move past Tyler Sagan, who was taken with a Maple Leafs draft pick hard to the net, dekes out Scott Wedgwood, a Toronto GTA kid, and puts it into the back of the nets. And Bob's your uncle, a spectacular, special night for a special guy, Austin Matthews. Tip of the cap. Tip of the oh, cap. massive tip of the cap. I mean, you, you saw there was just the Leafs were just on Dallas the entire game. And Matthews was right in the middle of it. Like he could have had that. He could have had that at different points of the night. And I, I took a little issue uh, during one of the intermissions. Anthony Stewart said that, that Dallas was really clamping down on Austin Matthews. And I'm pretty sure Austin Matthews had like seven shots at, on goal at, at that point of the yeah, intermission. Yeah. I'm just like eight shots, eight shots yeah. in the first period. I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's really clamping down. That's more so just being in goddamn survivor mode and just having Scott Wedgwood just. Well, S- Scott Wedgwood came up huge for them in this game. Like this was this this could have been he a won blowout. Them that point. Yeah, like this could have been a blowout if Scott Wedgwood wasn't uh, wasn't up to up to his you know 
played maybe one of the best games of his career, I guess. Um, that's not true. I think he, he's got like a couple of, a couple of shutouts in his career, but he played fantastic, especially early on. But Austin Matthews, he was trying to break that thing early and you could tell, you know, like the, the, it was again on the power play where they're just feeding everything to this guy. Like I said, eight shots on net, but like, it wasn't just that he was shooting. He was doing a little bit of everything tonight. You know, he was back checking. He was forechecking. He was tying up sticks uh, in front of the net. He was, um, you know, going and digging for pucks in the corners. He was dangling out there, creating the space to be able to take those shots. He was doing just a little bit of everything. I'm going to read out the stat line to you um, from him tonight because it's just honestly astounding. Like two shots on goal or two goals tonight, um, 12 shots, played 23 minutes tonight and uh it was just fantastic out of austin matthews and i'm sure the i haven't actually looked at them yeah he was 73 percent shot share out there on the ice tonight um out there for 80 percent of the shots on the ice uh for the maple leaves and a 61 percent expected goals and uh, like the guy was just uh, outstanding tonight from start to finish and it just made sense that he was the one to end it too after already breaking the record he says you know what cherry on top let's get the ot winner and secure the two points as well oh yeah i mean after what happened against florida i don't think austin matthews was going to be on the receiving end of another goal against in overtime like that was just no. <laughs> i was like all right hold my beer i got this and he like he just I mean, that's usually not something you see a lot from Austin Matthews where he just kind of does it all. Like he, I've seen him do solo effort, but for him to just be like flip the switch, turn around and just do a power move like that, that's not usually something you see all the time. Um, but oh, I mean, <laughs> it was just a ridiculous goal, ridiculous effort because it just seemed like there was no one stopping him. No one was going to stop him. He had it in his mind. He was going to score. And, when he gets into that mindset, there's not many few that can that can stop him. No, he's quite literally the the best goal scorer in the NHL. Um, he's the best goal scorer that's ever donned the blue and white with the maple leaf on the crest. And, you know, he proved it tonight by setting the record for most goals in a season. Uh, broke it at 55, extended it at 56. Here's a couple of stats for you, and I'm curious which one you think is is the more remarkable statistic or the one that kind of blows your mind more is it the fact that he has 49 goals in his last 49 games yeah 49 goals in his last 49 games if he scores in montreal it could legitimately be 50 and 50 but the fact he's got 49 and 49 or the fact that rick's vibes record was a 40-year record it took 40 years before somebody scored more than 54 goals in a season as a toronto maple leaf and Austin Matthews only needed 66 out of a possible 82 games to do it. Which one is more mind-blowing to you? I think it's the fact that he did it in 66 games. I think so, too, because we've we've been waiting for him to break this record for years. Like, it's incredible that Vibes' record has been able to stay this long, but it's the it's how condensed it took. Like, it didn't, Austin Matthews wasn't getting this with a few games left in the season. He wasn't like scratching and clawing to get this done. This was just, all right, it's happening. It's going to happen really soon. So when are we going to see it? Right. It wasn't like, ah, is he going to do it? No, we knew like at a a certain point that it was going to happen. 
Dude, it was like last week we're sitting there and it's like, well, that's going to happen. The, the the number that we were targeting was was 60 and then it became 65. And then you had Cooper come out after, you know, before the hat trick came. Had Cooper come out and say, this is a guy who could score 70. And then he scored a hat trick in that game and brought himself to to tie Rick Five's record. And we're saying, dude, maybe he could hit 70 this year. Like maybe it could actually happen. It's, it's insane how the goalposts kept moving on Austin Matthews and now that he's got the record like the next number there is 60 but he's on pace for 65 I believe 64 65 goals and no one's done that since Alex Ovechkin if, if he can reach that number um and score nine more goals in the next 11 games I think that would just be uh, a phenomenal phenomenal feat for him I'm gonna change my answer though by the way now that I think about it to score 49 goals in 49 games just shows sheer consistency and domination over a a 49-game span, I suppose. Because uh, I think we all expected that he would eventually break this record. We are very surprised that he broke it so soon that he was able to do it with so many games in hand. But the fact that he's got 49, averaging one goal per game in the last 49 as a very long stretch, that is more than half of the half of the season. That's just I, I'm at a loss for words, man. Like legitimately, we haven't seen this since Gretzky, a fifty and fifty type of scenario. Like if we're gonna try to make any sort of comparison of this like goal scoring tear, you're thinking of like the mid nineties with Lemieux and Yager in terms of like ability to just put pucks in the net and just pure out dominate. But in terms of like the consistency in a small, like a a certain stretch period. Yeah. Like this is like what you would see with Wayne Gretzky. I mean, the errors are certainly totally different, but it's so much harder to score now. That's what just what I think makes this even more incredible. And he's finding different ways to get it done and not just find different ways, but the, the trademark ways teams like goaltenders still can't figure it out no and it's because he can score in so many different ways like he can score in and around the net he's got a nose for the net when he's in the crease he can score on a wrister off the rush he can score from a clapper off his knee from the circle or you know he can go in front of the net and get a tip you know he could just score in in every different way he can load up in one time could you know get a snapper off he he can deke the hell out of you like he did today uh, for the game winner I mean he can legitimately score in any possible way um, that you can think of and probably even in some ways that you can't even think about that possibly we could see happen at some point like he, he did the Michigan this year he actually finally completed a Michigan did he not a few games ago am I did he complete or did he attempt it I thought he scored in the Michigan no uh yes he did yeah like like, i mean what's next what's next for this guy realistically i mean he's just he's blowing my mind each and every day um and i just you know hats off to the kid the the guy is to me already the best maple leaf of all time you know there there's longevity needs to uh, accumulate in order to actually cement that but i think he's the most skilled player to ever wear that jersey at the very least. Especially on the offensive side, right? Like the Leafs haven't had an offensive player like this. I don't think ever. Like we've had good no. goal scorers, 
But in terms of really? a goal scorer that's at the top of the league, like really the last time we saw anybody put up offensive numbers that were really good was like Doug, Doug, Doug Gilmore. Gilmore. And he still was like nowhere close to some of the other. Yeah, I think he scored what, like 127 points, but yeah. I don't believe he was even top five in league scoring that year. Like that was just an insane season um, to hear that that happened. Or maybe he was like fifth or something like that. I don't know if you're looking that up right now, but um, it's, 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 it's amazing because you, you talk about the, the offensive ability he has, but at the same time, it is the two way game that makes him to me the best player in the game today. Like he has the ability to change a game and he can score literally every single night, 49 and 49 suggests that, but then also what he does on the other side of the ice, like it's just a complete 200 foot game, something that we haven't seen maybe since like Lemieux to be like, I, 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 there, this isn't something that really I've seen in my lifetime to be, I mean, Sidney Crosby, but he wasn't as a natural scorer like, like uh, Matthews is, you know what I mean? Like he's got the two-way prowess almost of a Crosby. I don't know if I want to put him quite in that category, but you know what I mean? But then also has the goal scoring of an Ovechkin. Like it's, he's generational, man. He's generational and he's a Toronto freaking Maple Leaf. I will say this. Buffalo Sabres fans will remember this. Alexander McGillney in one season had 76 goals in 77 games. (sighs) That's insane. Insane. Like Actually, I, Solani I think hit seventy six goals that same year. That was Solani's rookie year, wasn't it? I believe. Yeah. No, Solani had fifty six and seventy six games. Sorry. No, no. 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 You're right. Seventy six in eighty four games. Which I don't know how. Like he get traded. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember what exact I, I I can't remember what exactly led to guys playing more than eighty two games because even Luke Robitaille played eighty four in that same season. Eisman had eighty four. Somebody with a lot more knowledge about the years of hockey before we were born. <laughs> yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. But yeah, um, we haven't like as I said, we haven't seen level of scoring like this since the nineties. No, no, it's 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 quite amazing now. And this isn't to take anything away from Austin Matthews, but goal scoring is up dramatically this season. Um, and you can see that with, with there being so many players that are going to eclipse 100 points this year. Um, and and I, there was a, a piece that Travis Yotes did in, in, uh, on TSN.ca. And over the last course, the last five years, um, they are just insanely out producing month by month. You see the chart going up in comparison to like the even – what it's been the last five years every single month it seems like um the offense just keeps going up and up and up i don't know you know i don't know if it has to do with you know the skill level of today's game the fact that the you know rest and you know COVID is playing a factor into it the fact that it's tandem goaltenders and you're not consistently playing the marty brodeurs every single night or a patrick wah or dom hashik every night i don't know what it is but i'm not going to use that uh as as you know, a negative tone to say that, you know, that's a reason why Matthews is doing this. But at the end of the day, man, like this guy is, is uh, fantastic. Um, And I think it's going to be great. He can get honored in Montreal and then have a chance to, or against Montreal on Saturday and then have a chance in that game specifically to also get 50 and 50. Like, it's just kind of perfect. 
yeah like that that's something i'm really gonna be looking forward to in the there's i mean there's so many like if he reaches 60 like we haven't seen a 60 goal score in a while like those are just like this is gonna be one of the big the best uh seasons for a goal score in such a long time and in some ways like some people probably will say that this is like him just getting started right this isn't the guy who's reached his prime yet like he's just like he's been in the league for so long but he's also still 24 he's 24 years old he won't be 25 until next season september 17th so like next uh preseason essentially training camp he'll, he'll turn 25 like 24 years old the guy still has like four or five years left of, of prime hockey left in him to break more records. Um, he's already breaking breaking records by the day. There, there's even some more records that he was able to break. Why don't we take? Why don't we take? Speaking of breaking things, why don't we take a break? And yeah. when we get back, we can go over some of the the other records that he has been breaking as of late. Um, I know that he he broke like an American scoring record, uh, a Leafs record for goals in, in 400 games. There's a lot of them. So why don't we go through the gauntlet a little bit when we get back? And uh, we'll also go through our three stars of the game. We can talk about the game because it was a great game. Like it was actually a fantastic game. I was on the edge of my seat the, the entire time. I thought that it was, you know, solid from, from, you know, start to finish. And then also Leafs taking on Montreal this weekend. So I guess we could also tee that up a little bit and, and what to expect when, you know, the, the, the vaunted Montreal Canadians come to town and uh, a certain goaltender who will be in the building, whether or not he plays is a question mark. I'll tell you a little bit about that more when we return, but first Dave, how about a word from our show sponsor? Yes, our good friends over at Built Bar. Obviously, this is the time of year where most of us are really, really struggling to keep with our New Year's resolutions. But not this year. If you are like me and are using Built Bars, they do help you stick to those resolutions to eat right. It almost feels like they're not even a resolution because I enjoy eating them. I'm sure a lot of people who eat Built Bars agree with me on that one. If you've tried their puffs... If you haven't even tried their puffs, you're you're missing out on one of the best built bars out there. They're their first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallow. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in great flavors like cinnamon, cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Like amazing flavors. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, as I mentioned. Even their puffs. 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein. You can replace your candy bars with these because not only will you get great taste, but they also keep you fit um, given that they're so low in carbs, like 130 carbs, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Best choice would be to go with the built bar. They're all built about, they're all about the taste. They make sure they taste delicious first and they figure out how to make it healthy how about you? They pull it off every time. So make sure you go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 50% off your order. So that's LOCK15 for 50% off at built.com. Welcome back into Locked on Lease Podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano, the host of the show, along with my co-host, Dave Morissuti. And Dave, be honest with you, pal, not your best ad read. You fumbled a couple <laughs> times. It's just, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's 1230. It's 12.30 and I haven't had my built bar yet. 
that's it. You haven't had the built bar. You need to get that energy up. You got to yeah. get that built bar uh, or the built bar starting to wear off at 1230. You know, you took it earlier in the day and now it's starting to wear off at almost sleep time. <laughs> exactly. You're not really, you shouldn't uh, really, exactly. You shouldn't really be having your high protein late at night. So no, 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 absolutely not. It's your, it's your meal replacement in a way you could have that, uh, have that for dinner or after your workout, your, your, your workout uh, after dinner or before or something. Uh, all right, uh, getting back into the game here. Maple Leafs with a 4-3 overtime victory. Austin Matthews scores number 55, breaks the record, and then scores his 56, which happened to be a beauty. Back, uh, beautiful, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Deke, I guess is the word I'm yeah, looking for. Beautiful dangle. A dangle, thank you. That's what I was looking for. A beautiful dangle um, for the game winner in overtime. But uh, for those who are in video, I guess, why don't we play the goal? We, we, we tweeted it out. You can also go check it out on Twitter. It's got like Joe Bowen's um, call on it as well uh, at the Lockdown Leafs Twitter account. I don't believe due to reasons uh, we can play the audio, I don't think, Dave, but we can play it for our view uh video audience i suppose so if you are we'll on youtube there. what's that we'll put it in there me though might we might just have to mute it later but we'll get it in there we'll get, all right, get it in there let's go all right here we go and safe made there now matthews with it again the geo to matthews he scores there, there it is history made austin matthews scores his 55th goal of the season, and the Toronto Maple Leafs have a 2-1 lead, and he's There it is, Joe Bowen. That one was on the Fan 590 tonight, and Joe Bowen, Bonesy, with a great, great call, and then uh, Matthews obviously winning it in overtime as well. Maple Leafs win 4-3, and dude, you, you walk away, or you look big picture, the Leafs walking away with now seven of eight points on this road trip. Not bad. You go into Philly, didn't play overly well, but you picked up the full two points. You go, you beat the hell out of the Tampa Bay Lightning. You pick up two points there. It was a roller coaster game against the Florida Panthers. We all know that, but you salvaged one, and then you go in and you are able to defeat the Dallas Stars in overtime and pick up a full two points there as well. Picking up seven of eight, and you're coming home with Austin Matthews having the record. Pretty tidy road trip there, if I do say so myself. Yeah, you're going to take that road trip almost every time. And like this game was not reminiscent of a 4-3 overtime result. No. If If you watch that video... When Austin Matthews says when Austin Matthews scored, they were out shooting Dallas thirty-one to ten, and they were only up two-one. That's like if you want to talk. I mean, the good thing here is the Leafs did not allow themselves to get goal lead and lose the game because there was still that possibility. But yes, (laughs) Austin Matthews was not going to let them get goal lead tonight. No, no, they weren't. Um, and and he wasn't. Like, he fired 12 shots on goal. Two of them end up beating the goaltenders. Um, but, yeah, the, the Maple Leafs just basically controlled that whole game. Like, that second period, they took over, and they finally got the one goal that they needed to uh, late in the period, and that was the, the one to, to give them the lead and give them the record, scored that one on the power play. 
but overall, I thought that Toronto played extremely well, like start to finish, pretty tidy, tidy game from them. They were able to protect the net a lot better than they did the other night uh, in Florida. And, and Jack Campbell didn't have to, you know, face a whole lot of grade A chances, and he was able to stop a majority of the ones that he faced. I, I don't blame him on on really any of those goals. None of them were particularly easy. A couple of tips and, and you know, just a, a well play or a back door feed, which you're not going to expect him to make that save, the one that Klingberg got. You know, so I, I thought that overall, I thought that it was a pretty good game uh, by the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you got to be feeling good. You've got 11 games left to go in the season, and, you know, you're, you're coming away, like I said, taking seven of eight points on a road trip as you head back home to, to, to play Montreal and getting ready for the final stretch. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, like it wasn't a perfect game by any means uh, in this one here to end it, but it just feels like end of the road trip. You're just, you, you know, you played pretty well enough to win the game and you just want to just get the two points, avoid any, you know, potential injuries and get back home. I feel like hopefully with them returning home, I, I they play Montreal and I don't know if this is an extended homestand. Yeah, so they play the next uh let's see here. One, two, three at home. So at least they'll get a bit of a breather in terms of not having to go on the road. I mean, they do go out in auto, which is like a you know, just like almost a day trip there. But the next few are gonna be in Ontario. So the least at least will get some a chance to kind of get their legs back. I feel like, you know, these road trips, that's the big one there is just trying to keep in shape, especially when you have those, you know, the back to backs and how many. And this one being a time zone change too, like being in Florida and then having to go to Dallas and all of a sudden, you know, you're two hours behind. It's two hours, right? Pretty much an hour and a half. This game started an hour and a half later than we're used to. Right. Yeah, it did. So, yeah, technically uh, an hour Even and a half. An hour time difference can screw up with anybody's schedule. That's for sure. And both of like the last two games went to overtime. So you can play an extra hockey in, in both of them. And, and that's coming off of back to back as well. So lots of hockey uh, played in the last four nights for the Maple Leafs dating back to Monday. Uh, but, hey, you're able to pick up, like I said, you know, six of seven or f- no, what did they get? Seven yeah. of eight points. Seven of eight points dating back to Saturday, I suppose, against uh, against the the Flyers. Philadelphia Flyers. Thank you so much. But, yeah, you talked about the shot differential. I didn't realize how high it actually 41 to 18 Leafs outshot Dallas tonight. 41 to 18. My only gripe was that all three Dallas goals came. Like, they did a better job protecting the front of that, but it wasn't perfect. Uh, the second goal wasn't great, but again, that was the, a weird one. That, was, that a was a weird one. That was a weird one. But like the Klingberg goal, that's just the backdoor feed. Um, you know, ideally somebody covers him there, but the Pavelski one, that's just that, that's just a world class tip. No one, what, is uh, yeah, exactly. Like, what the hell are you going to do on that one? Like, that's a shot that's going five feet wide of the net, and and it seemed like Campbell actually almost made the save too. He was His kind of in right position. There, like, yeah, the glove was there, like, in position just in case. It ends up just getting past them, unfortunately. But fortunately, it did not cost them uh, a point in this game as Neil as Matthews ends up ending it and getting the full two with the overtime winner. Uh, with that, why don't we get to the three stars tonight? Uh, ideally, I guess we could say Matthews, uh, first, second, and third star. 
But, um, you know, what what else did you like about tonight's game? Any Anyone else who you think deserves uh, some stars here? Why don't we start with a third star of tonight's 4-3 overtime win over the Dallas Stars? Well, I'll give William Nylander the credit for that goal, right? It was such a weird play that I was just like, are they stopping it? And then William Nylander's just like, nah, I'm just going to keep going and score. Yeah, that was a bizarre <laughs> Imagine if they stopped playing. They that did. Could- essentially like it was just kind of bizarre and like the the camera was just zooming in on campbell and then all of a sudden you know the 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 play-by-play just kind of keeps up with the play and then they finally pan over and he rips one it goes post and in and then even after that they were kind of playing the puck afterwards like did it go in did it not does it count was there a whistle a couple of seconds ago back when the collision happened around jack campbell the net's off what is going on here? No one really knew. There was no celebration on William Nylander. But at the end of the day, that, that you know, it, it counted. It was the first goal of the game. It, it allowed them to, I guess, you know, get – it was an important goal, I guess you would say. Um, yeah, just a really bizarre, wild sequence, uh, that entire situation. Uh, I actually, like, have an under-the-radar uh, third star that I want to give tonight. And, and it's I want to give it to Colin Blackwell. I thought he sneakily had a real solid game. He had a couple of opportunities offensively. Again, just going to the net, man. Like a guy goes to the net and makes things happen. Um, didn't score, but did have a couple of chances, a couple of good looks. But defensively, like the guy was real solid in the back end, um, tying up sticks, clearing pucks out of the paint. There was the one, uh, the one specific incident that I I, I want to bring up in reference, which probably saved a goal. I would say I think it was in the second period. Um, yeah, the one Radulov got that weird shot off, uh, kind of from the side of the net, and the puck was sitting in the crease, and you know Blackwell clears it into the corner, gets it gets it out of out of harm's way, and that's not what we saw happen in Florida. So at least we saw some better net protection and 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 rebound control from the defensive side. I think there's still some rebounds that Campbell liked to place a little bit better, but when your defense are able to clear it, it, it doesn't really matter where you place it as the goalie. If you trust that your defenseman can put it in the corners and get it out of harm's way. I thought that Blackwell as, as a forward, obviously, but him as a centerman doing his job and dude did that very well. I thought that he back checked and four checked really good tonight. Um, I thought he just had a solid overall low key, good game. and wanted to give him some, some props, I guess you could say. Some props for uh, Colin Blackwell tonight. Yeah, my I thought he he was he was pretty decent. The fourth line wasn't too bad tonight. Um, I, my second star, I'm actually going to give it to Morgan Riley because that goal he scored was world class. Like I was thinking about that play when Marner had the puck, and I thought he was going to go to Matthews for the one timer. Mm-hmm. And then you see it go to Riley and like the, the angle he had, like that's such a tough angle to score on. And he just, he just beat, I think Budge would just over the glove. Like if Morgan Riley's starting to pick up his offensive, like if this is something we're seeing that he can maintain and be consistent to being an offensive threat, this bodes very well for the Leafs going into the playoffs. Cause again, I remember in against Montreal, there was that one game where he scored I'm just like we need more of that from Morgan Riley. We, you know, I know some people are not a fan of when he does take those offensive chances, but it's also something that gives the Leafs, you know, a bit of a. You like to see that, especially when you have a team like the Dallas Stars who are employing a neutral zone trap. And how are you going to beat the trap? Well, you got to get you got to get the the defense engaged. You got to make them defend everybody on the ice. 
So I, I like that what I saw from Morgan Riley in this game. Yeah, and like that goal that he scored too tonight was just like so instinctual. You know, like how how often do you see defensemen notice a play developing like that, make that read where both of your wingers are basically at the blue line and the puck was just kind of shoveled onto the other side of the ice. Notice that Marner was getting it and he said, I'm going to the net and I'm going to go there. I'm going to slip down as a defenseman. No one's going to realize that I'm there, I guess. No one's going to pick me up thinking that Marner's going to slide it to me. And, you know, that was just a, a real instinctual play made by uh, made by Morgan Riley. And he was my second star as well. I thought that he had a fantastic, fantastic game. I actually, I, I wrote down all three D pairs. I, I thought that the defense themselves all had some solid nights tonight. Um, I thought Brody and Muzzin. Muzzin looked a lot better than he did the first night, which thank God, because we were not having some good thoughts about uh, Jake Muzzin coming off of the game against Florida. But, I mean, Brody, as he always does, props him up a little bit, makes him look better. Again, is this is it because Muzzin, uh, like for whatever reason, Jake Muzzin and, and Justin Hall just can't work together? Because then Hall also looked fantastic with, with Giordano tonight. Like, it's just so bizarre, that pairing. They just implode when they are on the ice as partners. But away from each other, when they got other guys to kind of prop them up, good, better partners, they're both fantastic. And I thought that the defense as a whole – um, were really good tonight. They didn't allow a whole lot. Um, you know, there was a couple of blunders, but you know, overall, they really didn't allow much. I think we had what? How many high danger chances were even allowed tonight? Um, in all situations, like including on the PK, they only ended up having eight high danger chances through the entire game. Uh, you know, so it's not even like they gave up a whole lot. And uh, what was the expected goals of one point four? Actually, surprisingly, is that true? Five on five. Wow, Dallas actually had uh, a higher expected goal percentage at five on five than the Maple Leafs. That's interesting, according to Natural Stat Trick. I would not have thought that to be the case. Would you have? <laughs> no, no, not I, I. Like in terms of chances, I th- feel like Dallas had their their fair share of like dangerous chances. They just c- couldn't get anything on net really either. Like the Leafs did a good job of not really giving up much in terms of like high quality chances in the yeah. squad and like on net, but they, they, the Dallas was pressuring. They did put pressure on them. Um, I, I just think, yeah, the Leafs were a little bit better of, you know, not allowing a lot of those second and third chances, which, um, you know, a team like Dallas is going to thrive off of. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I thought that the defense, especially coming off of the game where they were, God awful, God awful. The other night, um, I thought that they were better. Just taking a look, uh, it looks like at was it, at five on five at least, um, only two rebound shot attempts against tonight. Zero off the rush on uh, on Jack Campbell at five on five. I don't know. This is all situations actually. So zero rush shots at uh, against the Leafs tonight, and also just two rebound shots, which. Goes back to the point of me, you know, the, the defenseman doing a good job, clearing rebounds, tying up sticks, not allowing those second and third chance opportunities, which often end up in the back of the net. Uh, so th- I thought that was a real solid play for them to make the night a little bit easier for Jack after, you know, having to play essentially back to back in the Sunshine State. Number one star, not going to come as a surprise, ladies and gentlemen, Austin. Matthews, big tone. And not just because he scored his 55th goal, 
but because he literally was the best player on the ice, the best player in this game. Like, it's not just the monumental goal that allows us to make him the best star. It's because he's the best player, man. There was at one point in the first period, remember that sequence where he deked out like five guys and it legitimately seemed like he was playing with beer leaguers? Like, I le- it, yeah. it honestly seemed that way. It was towards the end of the period there, and he's just, you know, making little touch passes and, you know, putting it through, um, you know, through the triangle of the of the the uh, star stick. And he just was doing whatever the hell he wanted out there to create space, open up space, allowed him to get eight shots on goal in the first period by doing those types of plays and those types of moves. You just knew that tonight was the night he was going to break the record, eventually did. And then icing on the cake with the with the game winner in overtime on a beautiful, beautiful blow by on Tyler Sagan of all people, and uh, tucks it into the back of the net uh, for the full two points and the four three victory. So yeah, Austin Matthews, number one star on the game, number one star in our hearts, Dave. I can't do that. I'm not as good with that as you are with the hard hand. But no, I mean Austin Matthews is he's there's not there's not many teams that can contain and keep Austin Matthews off the score sheet. It's been known throughout his their his career. And yeah, I, I just think this is another case where he's even though he's reached heights in his careers, he's not stopping. He's never satisfied. Now I I know a lot of a lot of people will say, oh we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I truly think his mindset is on the playoffs. His mindset is on making sure he is at his best when that time comes because we haven't seen him let up. Like when no. we, looked, we have not seen a drought from Austin no. Matthews and since no. the start of the season. No. And what's funny is at one point there was doubt. <laughs> I don't know why it was like eight games into the year. It's like, man, the guy only has like three goals. Like what's going on with this guy? Is, is he going to snap out of it? I mean, he's got seven. Meanwhile, you got Ovi and dry up at like 18, 19 goals. He's already out of it. I remember at one point I legitimately said this on this podcast on Leafs lunch, how it's unfortunate how Austin Matthews, because of the injury, which cost the first few games of the year, and then a little bit of a slow build to start, cost him the rocket race he was out of it by november boy was i stupid that was one of the dumbest takes i think i ever had in my old life exposed we, we did we missed that one that's that's old takes exposed times 1000 because here we are there's still 11 games to go in the year he's already broken the single season record and he's what five up on dry unless dry may have scored in tonight's game i could i could be different but he was like four or five up on dry you know, he's going to clear that. He's going to win the rocket. Absolutely. And I'll collect my money at betonline.ag. Absolutely, I will. And speaking of betonline.net, it is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. Dave Morissuti with me. We are your host of Locked On Leafs, a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts at. Also, you can find it on YouTube, and uh, I guess now's the time to tell the folks how they can win the Austin Matthews NHL Superstar Collectible 
Tim Horton's hockey stick. It has not been opened. The seal is still intact, and there could be a golden superstar stick in here from the superstar himself, the new record holder for the Toronto Maple Leafs and the best goal scorer of this generation, possibly ever, David, when all said and done, possibly ever, Mr. Austin Matthews himself. And the way that you can enter this contest, um, it was initiated by us hitting the 500 subscriber mark on YouTube. Thank you so much to everybody who did go and subscribe on YouTube. And you still can. Go ahead, because we're doing a 1,000 sub giveaway as well. And that one will be a much larger prize. So you're definitely going to want to get uh, get on that. We're not going to tell you what it is quite yet, but rest assured you're going to want it because it's going to be a nice, uh, nice hefty prize once that day comes. And hopefully it comes sooner rather than later. Hopefully it comes before the playoffs. Oh, if it comes before the playoffs, which means we get, we double our sub count in the next like two weeks, three weeks. No, what is it? What's today? The 20 is now, as of now, it's what, the 8th? There's 22 days left in the regular season. If we can get 500 subs the next 22 days, yeah, yeah, we're we're giving away something huge. Something huge. Like, we gotta give away a jersey. You're gonna go, you're gonna go and spoil what a potential. All right. These fans, if you want a free jersey, potentially, likely number one on the list. I I, I have I have a collection of jerseys. A lot of jerseys, good Leafs jerseys, like even from the uh, newer ones. I might even customize one for you if you want something specific. We could. We could. We got some options. Like I said, we got options. But uh, to get back to this one, the 500 sub giveaway, the way that you can win it, make sure that you are subscribed to Lockdown Leafs on YouTube first and foremost, because if you are not subscribed, you are not eligible to win. Uh, so if you're a podcast listener, just go to YouTube, hit subscribe. That way you are involved. You can continue to listen via, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast, but just be subscribed on YouTube as well. Uh, The way to win starting next week, starting on Monday, each day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you got to come back. You got to come back to each and every one of those episodes because somewhere in that episode, and I'm not going to tell you when, could be at the start of the show, could be five minutes into the show, could be at the end of the second segment, the end of the show in the third segment, could be anywhere within the podcast. I will have a word, and at the end of the five days, so on Friday's show, it will spell out a phrase. And on Friday's show on YouTube, Comment the phrase in the comment section below, and we will pick a comment. And if you are subscribed, like we'll find a comment in there. And if you are subscribed, you win the stick. So that's how you do it. Make sure you're subbed, and then you got to listen to all the shows next week. Find out which words are in each show, and it, they will all spell out a phrase or a sentence by the end of next week. And get yourself an Austin Matthews collectible stick there it is that's how you can win it um all right dave uh leafs they got montreal this weekend as well so the fun's not done now they got to come home probably have a nice little celebration for austin matthews i hope rick vive will be in the building to shake his hand and congratulate him uh should be a a good ceremony because they've been doing a bang up job with those all season long, like they did with, with, uh, with Wayne Simmons there a couple of weeks back, but Montreal has been a bit of a pain in the ass for the Maple Leafs this season to say the least. And it sounds like Carey price 
will be in the building. He's not expected to play, but he has joined Montreal on the road trip. He was there today, uh, you know, it, with the team in New Jersey. Is expected to also be there this weekend against the Maple Leafs. So that's exciting. The fact that Carey Price will be in the building again. He's not expected to play, but that is just a good sign overall as a hockey fan to see that he's healthy both mentally and physically, and feels like he's on the verge of getting back onto the ice, even if it is for the final, you know, few games of the season for Montreal. So that's one, two. Who's in net for you uh, Saturday for the Maple Leafs? You going to go back to Jack Campbell for this one because he's played, you know, three games in four nights. That's a lot of hockey that he's played on the road. You know, there's a time zone change in there. You throw him out here against Montreal, or is this an opponent that maybe you would feel comfortable uh, allowing Shalgren to get back uh, in between the pipes for this for this one? I think first and foremost, you got to see how Jack Campbell's feeling, right? I mean, coming off the injury, you just want to make sure he's good uh, injury-wise there. But when they play Saturday against Montreal, they won't play again until Tuesday against Buffalo. So realistically, if you put Campbell against Montreal, you can get Shogren in there against the Sabres, and that gives Campbell some time off. Like I feel like this is a game where you know, do you want Shogun to get another chance at the Habs? You very well could. Or do you want to see what Jack Ham can do against an opponent that you might want to get that victory against? You might want to quell some of that talk that we've been hearing the last well, little bit. Well, it's not like they've been beating on the Buffalo Sabres either. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I, they've I just, both been Achilles heels for the Leafs, unfortunately. Tampa, Boston, Florida, Dallas, no problem. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo, Arizona, Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, right. Ottawa. Uh, the good thing is none of those teams are going to be in the playoffs where the teams that I mentioned will be. So, <laughs> yeah. hey, that's the last, you know, at least get the last lap at the end of the day. Um, I think I agree with you. Um, I, I believe I would go with, with Jack Campbell as well in this one uh, for a couple of reasons. But also, you know, I, I think – you just want to keep getting him games. If he's good to go, let him play. And I think that it's going to be a special night. And and Jack hasn't played at home in a long time, right? He returned yeah. to the crease last weekend in Philadelphia, and that was on game one of this road trip. So he hasn't played at home. Give him that home start Saturday night against Montreal. I think that that would mean a lot to him. I think that it would be a, a big game. Um, you know, the, there will be a lot of emotion there with the celebration of Austin Matthews. I assume they're going to do something, right? Like, oh, I'm not just making that up, right? No, yeah. no they're definitely going to do something for Austin. Yeah, a little stick, a plaque, something. Um, you know, so it'll be a big game. It'll be a a, a buzzing night downtown that that night. Like, it's going to be a hot ticket tomorrow to get into that game. So, you know, I think uh, you allow Jack Campbell to feel that home crowd for the first time in, in a long time since he's been able to do that. And the way that he's playing right now, which, which isn't, you know, he's not playing up to November standards, but he's be he's, he's been average to slightly above average. And dude, that's all the Leafs need to win games. That's all they need. If you can keep, Keep it to under, th- you know, you know, two or three goals a game. You know, keep it to under four. The Maple Leafs will probably win almost every single game. So if he can go in and, and just continue what he's doing, um, yeah, I, I think that Jack Campbell should probably get the start there in Montreal. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Uh, why don't we um, 
you know, let's 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 just wrap it up here. Let's let's sure. let's wrap this thing up. We're getting up uh, about almost to fifty minutes uh, again. So we, we we already blew past the time limit that we set for ourselves, as we typically do. But hey, man, it's not every night that a record like uh, a forty year record gets broken like it did tonight with Austin Matthews scoring his 55th of the season, passing Rick Vive, becoming the single-season uh, Leafs goal-scoring record holder. Also, for good measure, uh, added to the lead, padded it with his 56th, and will be on the route to 60 now. On the route to 60. I think he gets it. I think the real question is, does he get to 65? Does he get to 70? But I can't wait to see if in Montreal he scores and he does 50 and 50 and that place will erupt because that's what the topic of conversation is going to be all day today and all day Saturday going into that game. Can he do 50 and 50? Everyone in that building will know. He scores one more. That's a massive, massive milestone. I can't wait for it. It should be a fun game. I'll just say this. He scores four goals against Montreal, and some people like, "Oh, I score four. He scored three against Tampa. They were not putting anything out of out of any out of order here. I think if he scores four goals against Montreal, I might be the loudest we'll hear this least crowd in a really really yes. long time. Yeah, if he gets to to sixty tomorrow, yes, absolutely. Because they were loud in the last game uh, that the Leafs, like the last game the Leafs were in the ACC for. Well, he had 50, he 50 right? He had 50? Yeah, he had 50 against, what, the Jets? And it was just, yeah. it was uh, it was an empty net goal. So it wasn't like it was a, a spectacular play. So you got loud, but it wasn't a, like, traditional pop. Like, you would have had, if that was, if that goal was scored in the building tonight, the way that that was, you know, on a knee from the bottom of the circle, like, that that would have been a, a pop, like a WrestleMania type of pop like that would have been fantastic uh but hey you know I, I there's still so many moments to go uh in his career there's so many more moments to go this season and like he even said post game you know it's it's great to have it he's humbled by it he's he knows how big of a deal it is but there's bigger goals in mind the job's not done there's still something else that he has his eyes set on and that's why I think that uh, Maple Leaf fans, Leafs Nation, should be excited because they're all business this year, buddy. They're all business, and I love to see it. You love to see it. All right, that's going to do it for us here today on the pod. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Uh, follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. We'll be back with another episode on Monday. Enjoy the weekend, folks. Enjoy the game tomorrow against Montreal. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked